Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad this morning to be able to share with you. I miss sharing with you. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, I'm so glad for all those other men of God who are here to share with us. Amazing, amazing. Um, Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. I want to talk to you about discerning the value or the cost and responding accordingly. Hallelujah. Tell somebody this discern the value and respond accordingly. Can we say it again? Discern the value and respond accordingly. Can we say it again? Discern the value and respond accordingly. Hallelujah. God has been good to us. Amen. Now, in the way that he's been giving us and delivering us and setting us free. Now, if you were to pay that at the hospital, like our brother was even saying, I mean, if you were to be paying this I don't think you would enjoy pain. Hallelujah. And the doctors, they know that about more than half of the sicknesses are all chronic. In fact, what they talk about is managing the sickness and somehow to help you be able to live a bit longer. You understand know what I'm saying? I guess what I'm talking about. Huh? So sometimes, People go to the hospital not for cure, but for management. Yeah. So if God can stretch forth his hand and heal you, I think you have to do what? Discern the what? The value. Hallelujah. And I remember, I don't know, this year I've seen God healing. Healing and setting us free. Amen. So we, we need to discern the value of what we have. And I want to really beg you. I don't feel like preaching today. I feel like talking. Amen. I just want to talk to you. And I want you to have the mind of valuing what you have as a Christian. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Jesus in Matthew chapter 13, if you go with me, Started to talk in the verse 1 about a farmer from the verse 1 going, who went out to sow uh, from the verse 3. He went out to sow and he went to scatter seeds. Hallelujah. Some fell on the path, some fell uh, on rocky places, some fell on um, tongues, and some also fell where? On a good soil, how many places fall? Is that so? What's the first one? Huh? Ask your brother, do you know the first one? Do you know the first one? What's the first one? Ask your brother, please. Ask him properly. Do you know the first one? Do you know the first one? What's the first one? First, can you ask him for me? Does he know the first one? What was the first one? The path. Please. Jesus said, Jesus said that if you don't understand this parable, 
you will not understand anything in the Bible. Yeah. No, seriously. If you don't understand this parable that we are talking about, you will not understand anything in the Scripturas. Sagradas. <laughs> you still have the Scripturas Sagradas. You still have it. Yeah. Very powerful. If you don't understand this parable, so he said, a farmer went out to what? To sow. And the first place the seed fell was where? On the pathway. Now you know what happens on the pathway. Would you grow there? No? People have been walking there for so long. So it has become hardened. Hallelujah. And he said he went on and spread the seeds again. You see, the farmer was very generous. Is that so? How many of you would go out sowing seeds and go, you realize that the seeds you are throwing, it is falling on the pathway and you still be throwing the seed on the pathway? How many would do that? Now, if you are sowing, would you sow at a place where it is going to germinate and, and do well? But this farmer was a farmer that would sow even on the pathway. Secondly, if all were on the rocks, ask your brother, do you know that? Did you know that it fell on the rocks? Did you know that it fell? The next place was on the rocks. Was on the rocks. Hallelujah. So it fell on the rocks. Hallelujah. And he knew that he was throwing the seeds. Some were falling on good places. But about half, about one fourth of the seeds he was throwing was falling on the rocks. Now, the third place the seed fell, where, where? Was where? On thorns. So these thorns would choke the seed. And this, the thorns will make sure that the seed does not what? Does not grow. Hallelujah. And the fourth place was what? On the good side. Ask your brother now. Can you list the four places? Ask your brother, can you list the four places? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let the brother tell you the four places. The first one. The first one is what? Are you sure they're wrong? What's the first one? On the pathway, second. On the rock, third. Thorns, fourth. Let's do the game. The first one, third, second. See, and some of us, some are saying path, some are saying rock, some are saying. Please. The first one is what? On the path, second. Third. Fourth. Ask your brother, which soil are you? Which soil are you? Which soil are you? Are you walking on your path? Hallelujah. Now, Jesus described all these. Jesus described all these places. Hallelujah. And he said, the pathway is where the person hears the word, but that's not what? Hey. Yay, God, help us. Jesus said, if you don't understand this parable, you understand anything in the Bible. He said, what? The first, the pathway, he said, it's represented what? Somebody who hears the word, but does not. Hey. No. He does not understand. Hallelujah. The pathway is somebody who hears the word, but does not what? Understand. Secondly, then he was the rock. What 
Europe. Hein? Yes, what's the rock? John, what's the rock? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. But explain it in a way you explain it. What did he say? Huh? They are shallow. Why? They have no roots. They receive the one with joy, with gladness, with yay! Powerful preaching, powerful pastor. <laughs> you are, you are, you are such a genius. <laughs> and they go out, they are so glad, but they have no root. So when trouble and difficulty will come, they will do all. Which one are you? Hallelujah. Oh, we still have homecoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, for we pray. You know, God did wonders. Yeah. But when you go out, and as soon as trouble and persecution, because of the word, I didn't understand that one. Because of what? Because of the word. It means that, listen, listen, because you have received the word, trouble and persecution will work. Because you receive the word, he says, trouble and persecution comes because of the word. What is he going to do? Yeah? Eh? It is to test you. See, God is not afraid to test you. And the devil is not afraid to test you. In fact, the devil tempts you. But God tests you. Hallelujah. So, the second person receives the word, is full of joy, jumps claps and say yes and goes out and still as soon as persecution and trouble come because of the word they follow me. The third one he receives the word is a wonderful of what? Of tongues. And Jesus said these tongues represent what? The cares of this world and the worries of this life. Do you know that there are worries everywhere? Huh? Hey, are you listening to me? Are there worries everywhere? Anywhere you pass, there are worries. Somebody's worried about something. Somebody wants something. Something is not happening somewhere. And some people, they receive the word, they understand it, but as soon as they go, boost is not being paid. Worries of this life. They will not stand. Hallelujah. Amen. Today, the Lord was saying, This seed, which is the word of God, listen on, listen carefully. The seed that is, which is the word of God, this same seed 
It's Jesus also. The Bible says that in the word became flesh and dwelt among men. It seems as if Jesus was saying, I am the seed. And I am falling on different types of soils. There are those who don't understand me. There are those who receive me, but there are no roots. When persecution comes, they leave me. There are also those who receive me and they are happy with me. But when they are in trouble or they are worried about something, they easily forget me. Which one are you? Hallelujah. Now, Jesus picks the whole chapter. He talks about that in the chapter, in the same chapter, verse 24. He starts to, he starts to talk about the weeds and the tears. Hallelujah. And then he gives us the idea to discern value. The verse, verse 31. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a master seed, which a man took and planted in the field. It's small, small, master seed small. But it did something so big. It became so huge, and the birds of the air were able to perch in it. Hallelujah. He's talking about differences, discerning value. Are you with me? Are you with me? Then he goes on, tells them another parable of a yeast. You know what a yeast is? A yeast is something small. Is that not so? He says the yeast, you mix it with the dough, or you mix it with the bread, whatever, and it spreads all over the bread. Is that not so? And that small yeast can make the bread rise or fall. All those who have big cake, when you finish cooking, your cake is as flat as this thing. You didn't manage your yeast well. Hallelujah. So he's talking about yeast. And then he goes on again to explain. Then he goes on to the verse 44. Then he gets to the real issue, verse 44. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. I follow you. I follow you. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then he was joy white and sold all he had and bought the bought that field. What is he talking about? The same one? He realized that the field was vulnerable. So he went and the Lord sold all he had to come and buy the field. Hallelujah. The next one. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought Jesus is repeating the same thing. Can you discern the value of Jesus? How much is Jesus worth? Huh. How much do you think Jesus is worth? Everything that we do, everything that we put in. You see, sometimes it's not about the double of what the three books is worth. How much do you think Jesus is worth? Is worth. Have you discerned the value of Jesus? Hallelujah. 
Then he goes on, the parable of the net. Then he goes to the verse 53. It's the same thing. He talks about how he went to his hometown, verse 57, and they took offense of him. Are you there, verse 57? And they took offense of him. But Jesus said to them, only in his hometown and in his own house is a prophet without... So he's he, what is he talking about? Value. Discerning the value. Hallelujah. So the whole chapter is about discerning the value of what they had. Now, you go on to the verse, chapter 17, chapter 15, Jesus talks about discerning value again there. Chapter 16 talks about discerning value there. But I want to I want to take us through a different section now. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 7. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 7. Can you put it up for us? Is it royal? Yeah. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Are you with me? Please be with me. Let's go. Was it a sin for me to what? To lower myself in order to what? Can we read it together? Let's read it together. Let's go. Was it a sin for me to lower myself in order to elevate you by preaching the gospel of God to you free of charge? <laughs> Can we read it together? Let's read this again. Let's go. Was it a sin for me to lower myself in order to elevate you by preaching the gospel of God to you free of charge? What elevates you? Huh? What elevates you? What elevates you? Basi, what do you think? What elevates somebody? Huh? Andy. The gospel of God. <laughs> to elevate you. I guess what I'm saying. Do you discern the value of the gospel? That it is this gospel that can elevate you. Hey! How do you think this way? What do you think will elevate, elevate you? Victor, what do you think will elevate you? No, no, no. Leave, leave this one. Before you saw this one, say the truth. Great and tell it. What, what were you thinking would elevate you in life? Huh? Yes. What, do you think, what were you thinking would elevate you in life? Someone said, hey, you shouldn't come here. What do you think will elevate you? Are we not all thinking about other things to elevate us? Let's be truthful. Let's be truthful. Tell your brother, please be truthful. Let's let's not be there. Let's be truthful in church. In church, come in. In church. My brother is not so. What will you think will elevate you? 
When he leaves the, the gospel, are you sure? <laughs> Joe, is it true? No anything Joe will elevate you. Huh? Education. How many really think that education was what was your point of elevation? See, even the time you don't raise up your hand, we know you. We are always thinking something else is going to do what? Elevate us. But you see, this is free of charge. Is that not so? Even the Bible, we didn't even buy it. And people preach to you free of charge. So he said, free of charge. But this thing that is free of charge is what that's what elevates you. But you see, it was not free of charge. Was it free of charge? He says what? I lowered myself. I lowered myself. I did something in order to bring this thing that will elevate you to you. But he came free of charge. I was watching uh, a movie where somebody was, was trying to smuggle scriptures, sagradas, trying to smuggle scriptures, sagradas to some people who have never had opportunity. Some people spend all their lives trying to translate this thing, this sacredness. They spend all their years trying to translate this into a language where people can read and understand. But you have it. Can you listen the value of this? Free of charge. <laughs> look at the first one. Look at the first one. The gospel of God to you free of charge. And it is what elevates you. But it cost somebody something. But it came free of charge to me. Most of our African leaders in our countries do not descend value. Not at all. Our forefathers were working on gold. They couldn't tell what it was until somebody traveled from far and crossed the river and came to say, ah, you have this thing here. I'll give you a drink. <laughs> a drink. You have, have you seen yourself? Have you seen yourself before? Have you been able to see yourself before? Would you like to see yourself? Would you like to see yourself now? 
Would you like to see yourself? See yourself. Ah, I can see myself. Give me the gold. So they took the mirror and they gave the gold away. They took the drink. Red. What does the red mean? Black. Black. 
A blood, at least. It costs something. It costs something for you to be free. To have this color and be free of walking around. It costs something. So you become a leader and you are forgotten. You don't discern the value. I was, I was listening to the, the Rwanda president and he was saying, he was saying, he said, when genocide happened in Rwanda, they buried us. The world left them to die and they were buried. But he said, he saw the burial as a seed. He saw those that were buried as a seed. That all those who died, something nice to come out of them. I was glad that there's somebody who understands the value of the blood. But many people don't understand. Don't be somebody. You come and you just want to also be a president. Hallelujah. Ask the brother, do you understand the value? Do you understand the value? Shake the brother for me. Do you understand anything at all? Do you understand anything at all? Hallelujah. You have to be able to discern value. Discern the cost. It costs something. It costs something. Second Samuel chapter 23. Second Samuel chapter 23. Verse 30. Are you, are you following me? Please, descend value. Is, is it hard to work with people who descend value? Chapter 10, um, 23, verse 13. During the harvest time, three of the 30 chief men came down to David at the cave of Adullam, while a band of Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rephaim. Uh -huh. At that time, David was in a stronghold, and the Philistines' garrison was at Bethlehem. So, you remember that. The Israelites were fighting with the, with the Philistines. They were always at war. And when we say a garrison, do you know what a garrison is? Uh, what's a garrison? Huh? What's a garrison? Hey! Huh? Uh, but what's a garrison? Before there's military. countries, they have bases in our countries. They have garrisons. Yeah. They've come to create bases in our countries. So, there was a base there. I get to it. I follow. David longed for water. 
and said, Oh, that someone will get me a drink of water from the well near the gate of. Where is this gate? It is where the Philistines have come to break their wall, their base, near the gates of Bethlehem. Hallelujah. So the three mighty men broke through the Philistine lines. Listen up. I follow you. Listen. Uh huh. Broke through the Philistine lines, drew water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem, and carried it back to David. Do you understand what happened? So his mighty men, they did what? Huh. Our guy, our master wants water. He wants to drink water. What are we going to do? So the three of them, they put the lines and they went to fetch the water. And they brought it to him. So David to drink. He was saying it as if as if he really wanted to drink, but as if he didn't want to drink. But when he saw the water, he said, but he refused to drink it. He said, he did what? Call it out for the Lord. You see, somebody broke through the light to go and look for water and to bring you the water. You may think it is just one. But how did David see it? How did David see it? What did David say this is? Try me for me, O oh Lord, to do this, he said. Is it not the blood? <laughs> uh, I told you. Is it not what? Is it not what? He said the water is actually what? Blood. Is it not the blood of men who went at the risk of their lives? Huh? And then we will not drink it. Such were the exploits of the three mighty men. David said, there's no water. This one. This blood. There's no water. He discerned the valley. You see, someone was coming to visit you. And the person was coming on, on his way. The person was attacked. They beat the person. They took his phone. I remember this girl was attacked at the very beginning. You remember the story? Yeah. They took his phone. They beat him. He was hurt. And he still came to visit you. Please. What kind of visit is that? Would you call it a visit? Is it the same as someone who came without having anything? No. The value is not the same. David said, Far be for me. To drink this, I cannot drink this. This is blood. Do you discern value? Can you discern the value of what you have? Can you discern the value of the relationships around you? Can you discern the value of your friends? Can you discern the value of the church? The blood. Jesus, Jesus, in John 12, verse 21, John 12, John 12, 
John 12, verse 24. I start from verse 23. Oh, thank you, Father. Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I tell you the truth, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. Uh, so Jesus is saying the seed is good. This is the seed he's talking about. I tell you the truth, unless a grain of wheat falls to what? To the ground and dies, it remains only a. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Hallelujah. The next one. Uh huh. The man who loves his life will lose it, while the man who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Hallelujah. Oh. Whoever says me must follow me, and where I am. My servants also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Hallelujah. Jesus is saying, I must go down and die. Verse 32. Let me start from verse 31. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. Verse 32. But I, when I'm lifted up from the earth, so he's, he's saying, the seed that goes down to the ground, I'm the one. Hallelujah. When I'm lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. The gospel came to you free of charge, but it cost Jesus his blood. Can you descend? Can you descend? Can you descend? First Peter chapter 1. First Peter 1 verse 17. Hold the blood of Jesus. Hold the blood of Jesus. Oh, hold the blood of Jesus.
taken to prison and somebody comes and pays for your release. Are you getting it? Yeah. And we said in the school that those that redeem you must be your, your relative. It has to be a relative. That's why Jesus had to come like a man like us. With perishable things such as silver or gold, it is not with money that you have been redeemed. Jesus did not buy you back with what? With money. No. From the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers. But with the precious blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. With what? The precious blood. The precious blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. And love without blemish or defect. Ha! Precious blood. You know, Peter was saying, even the angels, they long to look into these things. Even the angels. They are amazed at the value that God will give his plan. For sinful people to redeem them. Hey, you have not been bought with money, but with the blood. Do you understand blood? Do you understand blood? It's Africans who don't understand blood. That's why we kill each other. We don't understand blood. God values blood so much. That he does not even want you to eat the blood of an animal. Even an animal's blood, he doesn't want you to touch it. Do you find the blood? The precious blood. What's it about for us? The precious blood. With the precious blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell somebody you've been redeemed with the precious blood. With the precious, you see, when we are praying, amen, I follow When we are praying and you are healed, do you know what brother healing? What did the Bible say, brother healing? Huh? The beatings, the stripes, the pains. So it comes to you free, but what? It costs somebody something. It costs Jesus something. Oh, thank you. It costs the church something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Julian, one of the, uh, the guys who were fighting for the freedom of the church in the early hundreds, after Paul and the others died, he wrote, the Julian, he said, the blood of the Matthias is the seed of the church. It did not just cause Jesus' blood, but it caused what? The blood of others, the Matthias. So this Christianity you are holding, it's not just Jesus' precious blood, but it caused the blood of others. It's very costly, brothers and sisters. Can you wake that sister up for me? Sister, wake it up for me. You can't be sleeping at this time. We're talking about the blood. Yeah. The blood. The blood of the Matthias. I guess what I'm saying. It costs the blood. It costs blood. And it's died. Let me tell you what he said. Let me tell you. He was talking to the governor. And the governor was putting them in prison. And the, you know what they were doing? They were throwing them to the beast. To tigers and lions. When 
statue you are Christian, they throw you inside. And they did not want to stop their witness to shut up so that you too may hear the gospel. And the gospel may elevate you. They would to ask them, do you still believe? Do you still confess this Jesus? They say, yeah, yeah, yeah. They will throw them where they are tigers and lions. They will eat them up. Do you never watch the movie? I'll show you one day. One day you watch the movie. The Roman Empire was very, very strange. So as they were throwing them into the 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 junction where the, the beast were, he wrote and he was telling the, the, the governor, the emperor, he said, Do you not see the Christians? Can't you see the Christians thrown into the wild beast? They are thrown there that they may recount the law. Do you not see that they are not beaten? Do you not see that they don't recount the law? Can't you see that they are dying with smiles? Can't you, can't you see them? Then he, he told him again. He said, the more they are punished, the more they increase. That was Christianity. They take somebody, they cut the person's head, and the head is put on a table. And the head smiles. <laughs> so you see the head.
this just going to church and warming the chairs and going back and coming on. It, it is not so. It's not so. Church, maybe you're not really a Christian. It is not so. It's not a fun. You see, the cross was not a sign on our. I mean, who has a cross on this? What's the sign where you put on your dress? Second Corinthians chapter eleven. Second Corinthians chapter eleven, verse twenty-one. I will. I follow. To my shame, I admit that we are too weak for that. What anyone else dares to boast about, I'm speaking as a fool. I also dare to boast about it. No, to be a Christian, a real Christian, means that you are a fool. In the eyes of your friends, in the eyes of the world, you must be seen as what? As a fool. Much harder 
being in prison more frequently. You see, are you seeing the, the identity? Oh, I follow you with me, somebody. Are you seeing the identity of a Christian? This is what it means to be a servant or a Christian or a child of God. This is, this is the mass. This one. This one how you dress. It's not the tie you wear. No, it's not how you look. Hallelujah. I don't miss somebody. I follow you. Yeah. And what much do you work hard? Do you work hard? Hard worker in the kingdom. Being in prison more frequently. Being flogged, beaten more severely. Being exposed to death again and again. When we ask you to give your identity now, what is your identity card for being a Christian? This is what the, the disciples used to identify themselves. Beatings, prisons, sufferings. The next one. Five times I've received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. <laughs> do you know what that means? Do you know what that means? Do you know what that means? 40 lashes minus one, 39. I told you that they will check if they are really a they check from your own, from your back, not from your this thing, or, or, or the chain. Oh, the Lord bless you. I can see you prospering. I can see you have you are there, you are standing. I can see uh, I can see you having three cars. 40, 40, 40, 40 lashes. Yes. <laughs> I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. <laughs> Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. He said, They brought the gospel to you free of charge. This is what it costs, though. This is what it costs. I have constantly been on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger. From my own countrymen, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger in the sea, in danger from false brothers. Person we called to meet, we, we didn't find the person, didn't pick the call. 
Hey! We're very what? I slept in the car. Cold. It's winter. Early in the morning, brush my teeth, find a way to brush my teeth, and go back and do the work I came for. When I was in the town, I went to, to do one of these things. And as we were praying, they just came to catch us. Lo and behold, they said we should leave. And we left. Have you been harassed before? Some people, my wife was okay, and some people was okay. It was very interesting. So interesting, we had to go and hide under a tree and prayed for hours. And we went back again to the town. <laughs> Has it cost you anything? Has it cost you something? Please, being a Christian, has it cost you anything at all? What's your identity? The Lord said, I finished my last, my fourth degree. He said, leave everything. Leave everything. That's why I'm standing here. I have three master's degree with a doctorate. That's why I'm standing here. Leave everything. I'm left. I said, yes, sir. You, if you finish school, and God says one month, The next one, 28. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. This one, I can't even talk about it. I can't even talk about it. Who is weak? I do not feel weak. Who is led into sin? I do not bear anyone. I mean, how many bear anyone me? How many have feelings? How many have feelings? Just somebody for a 
Tell the person if you are praying. You are normal. You are normal. Shake your body and say you are normal. You are normal. Even Apostle Paul said he was. He said he did what? He burned. It is part of the suffering. And it is what will stop your pornography and your fornications. If you decide to suffer. Even married people, they burn and they have to keep burning. Fire, they controlling the fire. Self control, tell some self control. Shake the person, self control, self control. Self control. What do you mean? The last one, the next one. Continue. If I boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. The next one, quickly. The God and the Father of the Lord Jesus, who is praised forever, knows all that. I'm not going to go to the next one. In Damascus, the governor and the king, and the king Aretas, had the city of Damascus, Damascus, gathered in order to arrest me. But I was lowered in a basket from a window in the wall and slipped through his hands. I, I can't because I can't even talk about this. I wanted to talk about this. But because of something. Have you been detained before? Have you been detained before? And questioned before? Hallelujah. It cost the disciples. Thirdly, it cost, it cost us. It's costly. Hallelujah. I said it is costly. One day I was sitting in a meeting. You some of you don't understand. I was sitting in a meeting and was I was discussing um, whether we could have a program here. In this building, and I remember I lost a horse. I, I lost a whole semester. I nearly failed that semester just to put up this place and to put up the wires. I spent a whole semester in good school trying to put up these things and to go and buy these machines and come and put them. Some of you are surprised how I can do it, some of these things. I was here at the court, I did conception, fixed everything, and when we finished, I was asking. I asked whether we could do a program, whether FCF would have a program here. They said, no. <laughs> I nearly died. <laughs> oh, my work! They said, no, I should go on vacation. I said, ah! I sat in a big meeting. I cried like a boy, like a small boy. I wept. I wept in a meeting. I had to go and tell another pastor. To polish it and say, Charlie, you know, we're having a little problem. So, um, can we have our retreat in your, in your church? Before finally, he also agreed. I had to, had to call him. And I told him, This is the last time. Who can come here again? Just call it this time, but come here again in the name of Jesus. 
And I didn't know where we were going. But we had a meeting in this church. When I finished, I came back. It took like almost a year. Kept talking, kept pleading, kept crying. For us to meet here. You see, when you are here on the Sunday and I'm trying to wake you up and you don't understand. You don't know what it costs. At the point of death, he prayed to the Lord who answered him and gave him a miraculous sign. Hallelujah. May the Lord answer you in the name of Jesus. Amen. May all your prayers be answered in the name of Jesus. Amen. Papa says he was at the point of death and the Lord answered him. I pray that every family member of yours will be answered. Amen. 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 But watch this, verse 25. But Hezekiah had become proud. Do you know that most times when God answers us to become somehow? But Hezekiah's heart became what? Proud. And did not respond to the kindness shown him. Now, put it in the King James for me. Put it in the King James. Hi there. Is this the King James? Uh huh. Aha, aha. I hear. Listen up. But Hezekiah rendered not again according to what? Let's read it together. Read it with me. Read it with me. Aha. But Hezekiah rendered not again according to them unto him. For his heart was what? Lifted up. Therefore there was wrath upon him and upon Judah and upon Jerusalem. Please, what does this mean? What does this mean? Andy, can you tell me what does it mean? Huh? He did not what? He did not what? He did not respond according to the benefits done unto me. What does that mean? I, I, I hear. Hezekiah did not what? Respond. Accordingly, so it's like you are, you have been you have been raised forty percent or hundred percent, and you've responded fifty percent. No, he did not respond accordingly according to the benefits done unto him. See, God expects you to respond in a way that you have been well blessed. He expects you. The thing I want you to do is to respond accordingly. I told you at the beginning to do what? Resign the family and to what? And to respond accordingly. Hezekiah did not respond accordingly. I mean, I, I told God, 
I said, if you have blessed me, I, I've told you my story already. How I was so foolish, I wasn't doing well. And all of a sudden, I started to do well. I got a doctorate, I got a master's. God says, the way I want you to say thank you to me is by putting it down. It says, responding accordingly. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, respond accordingly. Respond accordingly. Push the person for me. Respond accordingly. Hallelujah. God expects you to respond accordingly in a way that he has blessed you. If you are, see, the people who follow Jesus were people who were healed by him, delivered by him, set free by him. Some were demon possessed, some were mad, some were sick. What about he healed them? And they responded accordingly. I feel this morning we are not responding well. Hallelujah. We have to respond accordingly. Accordingly, we have to respond. Some of us wouldn't have been anywhere. The first way I want you to respond, I'll give you three ways very quickly, write them down. The first way I want to respond is by giving, paying tithes and offerings. Yes. Respond accordingly. By giving and paying your tithes and your pledges. Bible says God has no pleasure in fools. Because that's the fight as well. He has no pleasure in fools. People who make pledges and do not redeem. According to Jesus, according to God, you are a fool. I didn't say it. It is Exodus five seventeen. Tell somebody, do not be a fool. Do not be a fool. Tell the person, do not be a fool. Hallelujah. Respond accordingly. Respond. Respond accordingly. Ah. Respond. Malachi says, "You robbed me. You robbed me." You are tired of you. Entitled offerings. You are under a curse. The whole nation. <laughs> because you are robbing me. See, last time I wanted to say it. Don't say you don't have money. When God wants to give you something, He first gives you what? A seed. Is that not so? He wanted to bless Abraham with many children. He first gave him Isaac one. And he asked her to do what? To, to sacrifice himself. I feel in my heart that most of what you are going through here is a seed. I feel the money you have from your goods, whatever, is a seed. I've been home, I've been around, I've checked, I realized that others who finish, they have more money. And there's more money waiting for you. That's what I'm saying. This is what you need to learn to give. You need to learn to sow it. If you are here, you are not paying tight. You have not understood the sufferings. Hallelujah. The first way. Second Corinthians chapter eight verse eight. Second Corinthians chapter eight verse eight.
either. I am not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love uh, by comparing it with the earnestness of others. Now, he was talking about giving, and he says that giving tests the sincerity of when you tell somebody, I love you, I love you, but you don't give anything, it shows that you are not really sincere. You are not being sincere. So please, we are not going to rob us. We can't rob God. Is that so? I said we cannot rob God. And the Lord of God is giving you his word. He says, see, sow it, and you will not regret. You will not regret. The next thing, the next thing, the next one I want us to Respond properly is by controlling your feelings. Tell somebody control your feelings. Say again, control your feelings. Control your sexual feelings. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. Control them. Control them. Bring them under control. Control your anger. Some of us is not sexual, it's anger. You are a foolish anger person. You are always angry. Easily angered. Always fighting. Quick temper. You say, ah, as well, that's what we are. In our family, you know, we react quick, we deal with you quickly, you're a fool. Bible says it's only a fool who shows his anger. I didn't say it all, Bible said it. You know, we, we don't waste them at all. You know, we, we are, you know, our family, we are hot and we are no, we quickly will tell you what we think and we'll deal with you. Please. Stop that attitude. It is an attitude of a fool. I didn't say it. It's an attitude of a fool. Hallelujah. Control your sexual feelings. Control them. Huh? Are you hearing me, somebody? Are you listening to me? You see, you open up yourself to so many things. Respond to God by God. See, this is simple. Maybe one day God will ask you to drop everything and come and follow me. But for now, these ones are the simplest ones you are supposed to be doing. Controlling yourself. In order to bring the hand to God and to the church. And stop this blessing, Jesus. Stop. I say, stop this blessing, Jesus. Stop. Always in the loop. <laughs> One day in a certain house, there was a certain house, and there was a certain Christian sister whose name started with the alphabet somewhere. She entered into the house and went to engage with a certain brother, Christian brother. And there was a Muslim by the other room. The Muslim said, Hey, what is going on here? 
He went to knock at the door and said, Please, you people, I need to sleep. Oh! It's not a shame. It's a shame. Mr. Brother, Mr. Sister. What? Grace and mercy. Please. Please. Allow us sleep. We need some rest. We don't accept it. Hallelujah. He says, offer your body as a living sacrifice. You don't own yourself. It's God who owns you. He bought you with his blood. So glorify him with your body. Your body is for him. So please, appreciate the presence of God. Appreciate the blood. Appreciate the sacrifice. Appreciate what he has done. And just control yourself. For God's sake. For the church's sake. For this ministry's sake. For my faith's sake. Yeah. Please. Jesus has done enough for us. Please. Joseph, it's not true. <laughs> yeah. Jesus has done something for us also. Yeah. So appreciate him. Appreciate him by holding yourself so that your members will know that there are some Christians around. And stop the world carousing, the world partying, the world drinking. Nothing, stop. This is where I look for apartment, it's very difficult. You see it. The Christians have messed up everywhere. Every sexual sin is in the church. Hey! This is a church is very for. HIV is here. Hepatitis is around. It's everywhere in the church. Some people come for consultation. You ask them, have you been sexually active? They say, no. I say, when you check, say, no, no, no. First Peter. First Peter chapter 1, chapter 2. I will say it all. I will say it. I said, I will say it all. I will say it. I want to save myself and save you. Yeah, I have to save you. Please put up for us. First Peter chapter 2, verse 21. Quickly. First Peter 2, verse 21. I want you to memorize this verse. Yeah. What does it say? To this you are what? Please, to this you are what? You are called because Christ for you, leaving you that you should. Please. 
Suffering is not part of, of Christianity. Christ did what? He suffered. To live in what? An example. An example. That you should follow. That you should follow in the steps. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May you receive the grace to do this. In the name of Jesus. Chapter 4, verse 1. First Peter chapter 4, verse 1. First Peter 4, verse 1. Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same. You see, when you decide, when you are sinning and you are sleeping around, it's because you have decided not to control or suffer. That is the meaning. Sister, the, the meaning. Yeah. Yeah. He says what? Arm yourself also with the same attitude. Arm yourself with the same attitude. Because he who has suffered in this world is done with sin. Is done with sin. You have decided not to. And that is why you do what you do. See, don't joke with God. Don't joke with him. Yeah. Some of us come here, we joke with him. I don't joke with him. He's very real. He's very real. He's very much around. Yeah. He's very much around. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of God. That's what some of you are playing on your phones. I, I watch you. I'm afraid. As a result, he does not live the rest of his earthly life for evil human desires. As a result, he does not what? Live the rest of his earthly life for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. For the will of God to be done in your life, you have to do what? You have to what? Suffer in your body in the same way Jesus what? Suffer. Hallelujah. He does not live the rest of his earthly life for human evil desires, but rather for the will of God. But rather for the will of God. For you have spent enough time in the past. Ah, I love this one. Ah. You have spent what? Enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do. Living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, all this carousing, detestable idolatry. You have spent enough time. And the reason why you continue to do this is because you don't arm yourself with the attitude of suffering. Arm yourself with the same attitude. Nobody will be pregnant here in the name of Jesus. Yeah. You'll be pregnant at a time you have to be pregnant. Amen. Yeah. Nobody will also go and pregnant somebody here. Amen. Yeah, especially that one. <laughs> See, there's so much blessing. Let me tell you, there's so much blessing in waiting for the day you will be married. I've seen God do people's wedding for them for free. I have seen it. I'm telling you, I've seen it free. If you take your time and let God do it for you, when you enter into your room, close your door. Pastor, uh, gateman, uh, policeman, government, for nobody can come and say, hey, what are you doing there? 
Close your door. Enjoy yourself. When you're enjoying like this after a night, God will just pour on inside. Just pour on in. I just want to talk about I think it's what I'm talking about. I received a message. God will pour some money. Supernatural enjoyment. You see, you are not the one created, he's not created his own soul. He knows how to make it interesting. Trust him for it. Some of you have tried now, you see, it's interesting. Try it. Just wait small, wait small. Keep waiting and let God himself bring it. You say, hey, this thing, I didn't know. <laughs> Respond properly. Hallelujah. Respond by keeping your body. Keeping your body. Respond. The last one. Respond by serving God. Respond by serving God. Respond by serving God. Ask your brother, are you serving God? Are you really serving God? Or we are doing nothing for him. Are you really serving God? Malachi chapter 3. Malachi 3 verse 14. Malachi 3, you don't tell us for the verse 13. Father, we thank you. How many are going to respond? What's the first way to respond? By giving your and your offerings. Huh? That's the next one. Controlling your feelings, both anger and whatever. Control them. And the last one was what? Serving God. Respond by serving Him. Verse 13. Verse 13. Malachi 3, verse 13. You have said harsh things against me, says the Lord. Are you there? Right, can you put that for us? You have said harsh things against the Lord. Yet you ask, what have we said against Him? You have said it is futile. You have said harsh things against me, says the Lord. You have said it's futile to. You see, when you say, when you say it is useless serving God, God says you have said harsh things. How many of us have said such, such a thing? It is futile. There's no need serving God. God says you've said a harsh thing against me. Something harsh. It's futile to serve God. What did we gain by carrying out his requirements and going about like monies before the Lord? The next one, verse 15. But now we call the arrogant blessed, certainly the evil to prosper. And even those who challenge God escape. Hallelujah. Wow. Verse 16. Then those who fear the Lord talked with each other, as we're talking here. And the Lord listened. The Lord is listening to us right now and heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and handed his name. You are going to have a scroll written about you. In the name of Jesus. You'll be surprised that when you get to heaven, you'll be known there. You'll be known. You'll be known. Verse 17. They will be mine, says the Lord Almighty. In the day when I make up my treasured possession, I will spare them just as in compassion a man spares his own son 
who serves him. And you will again see the distinction, the difference between who? The righteous and the wicked. Between those who serve God and those who do not serve There will be a difference. God says there will be what? A difference. I pray for a difference for all those who are serving God. I'm praying that there will be a difference in your marks. In the name of Jesus. May you have a superior wisdom. I command God's difference to be upon you. Let it be a special grace upon you. In the name of Jesus. A special blessing upon you. As you spend your time. May the Lord give you speed. May the Lord give you accuracy. May he give you favor before man. May you stand before great people in the name of Jesus. May your light shine before them. Yes, may you never lack. May you never be in want in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Shall we pray? Stand with me as we pray with the scripture. Is the grave to serve the Lord? It is the grave. Oh, to serve the Lord. It is the grave. Oh, yeah, to serve the Lord. Oh, walking in the light. It is the grave. It is the grave.
use you, as the Lord to mold you, as the Lord to use you. Ask him to help you respond accordingly. Yes, yes, yes. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Jesus, help us. With the many ways you have blessed us. With the teachings you have given us. With the way you've touched us and healed us, delivered us. Oh, may we find a way to respond well. May we respond well in the name of Jesus. Somebody lift up your voice and pray. I say to help you. Yes, 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 in the name of Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Take control of our hearts, O Lord. Take control of our hearts, O Lord. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. May we find a way to say thank you. May we find a way to say thank you properly. May we respond accordingly, accordingly, in accordance with the way you have blessed us, with the benefits you have given us. May we not withhold ourselves from you, for you have freely opened your heart and given to us. Oh, yes, Lord. Ask him to help you. Ask him to help you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, yes, yes. Listen to your prayer right now. This year, Father, we are going to give ourselves. We are going to respond properly. We are going to take the initiative you have given us to respond well. To respond well. To respond well. In the name of Jesus. Ah. To descend the value of what we have in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Mold us, Lord. Mold us, Lord. Use us, Lord. Do what you have to do with us, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, yes, Lord. Holy Spirit, help us. This is my desire, oh, to have you, Lord,
as we commit ourselves into the hands of God. Father, everywhere we go, may we be for you. May our lives be for you. May our lives reflect the marks of Christianity. Father, I pray, give us the grace. We don't want to be called the fools. Father, separate us. May we be those who give to you. May we be those who serve you with their bodies, with their souls and their spirits. May we be those who serve you. Help us. Help us. Help us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Please put your hands up for Jesus.